Hello everybody, it's Angela again from Chicago Gun Violence Survivors Speak Out. Um, I'm going to go over my, some of my blog posts because it does detail some of the things I want to talk about regarding this podcast, this page, this blog, whatever. Um, first of all, I'm not looking to make any money. I don't know how to do that, so it doesn't matter. But if anyone likes the way I sound or whatever and you like, want to speak in front of people, hey, Contact me on my blog or on my Facebook page, which is Facebook slash Chicago Gun Violence Survivors Speak Out. Just do a search in the search bar. You'll find me. Um, just so that you know, uh, I'm going back to May 31st, 2016 on a post that I put on there. Um, this is where it starts getting kind of deep and maybe a little political here. So, But I think these are good questions. So um, I'm going to read this. Status says, I listen to the Chicago Citywide Police Scanner every night, and I am always hearing about shots fired or person shot, you know, but when I hear the person shot thing, that always hits home for me. I was in, you know, this person's shoes before, and it still does affect me. And uh, on that night, May 31st, I was listening, and I heard that three people were shot on the west side of Chicago. I don't know who was hurt, but there was one with a gunshot similar to mine. A female shot in her lower leg. If I'm not mistaken, it was her lower right leg. I was shot in my lower left leg, right in the calf. Um, So I was wondering, yeah, she was in good condition at Mount Sinai Hospital, which I was at Norwegian Hospital, and they did list me in good condition. I was like, wait a minute. I didn't know any medical stuff right now, just that my life wasn't in absolute danger my stats were pretty normal um i was probably you know a little bit in shock but otherwise i was stabilized real quickly and yeah i was in good condition but anyway um as i'm hearing this it takes me back to when i was shot and um i'm thinking about the other person out there who was having to deal with this, this young lady. Um, whether or not she's an innocent victim, I don't know. I'm not going to judge that. But the thing is, I was wondering, I was sitting there, I lie awake at night thinking, will this affect the young person the same way as it did me? Any of these people that get shot, any innocent survivors, you know, you, you think about certain things. Um, I, I asked these questions. I said, will it affect you the same way as me? Will she be walking outside in quote, end quote, disguise for not the next few much months, which is what I was doing. I was literally walking around in a disguise because I didn't want some people to see me again and finish the job. But, you know, it was my mentality at the time, so a little different um but back to my questions um another question is will this young lady need counseling because of this you know like i talk about my ptsd didn't get any help till 24 years after the fact whenever i feel that i'm going to a place that's potentially unsafe or that i don't know very well i'd just rather stay home um, I'm safe at my sister's motorcycle club because it is a law enforcement group and there are a bunch of cops there. So, you know, I, I feel safe there with them. However, 
there are a lot of times when family or friends host events and I prefer to stay home because I just don't want to deal with some of the things that um, go on in my head, um, you know. So if anyone is wondering, any family members are listening to this and I don't show up, it's because I feel in my gut, you know, that I'm not possibly going to be safe. I don't know why I think that, but it happens. I know that where you guys live is mostly safe, but that's just how it is. I don't understand any other way to say it, but I apologize for the fact that I do miss a lot of events. But I do want to be aware of my surroundings. I want to make sure I have an exit, and I want to make sure um, I'm with people I know, like everyone. I have to know everyone there almost. And anyone I look at who I feel don't I don't trust, I don't feel safe. Therefore, you know, but I'm dealing with this and I hope that eventually in the future it'll be fixed. But anyway, um, let me go to my next question. Um, will the female who got shot need physical therapy in order to walk again? When I got shot, I wasn't able to walk for a couple months. I had to learn how to do it again. Everything had to be stretched and flexed and whatever. But the thing is, back in the day, 1992, they didn't believe in sending us to physical therapy so we could learn to walk again. They mostly just addressed the physical things. Um, what I think regarding the city of Chicago and this situation, I think that the state should re the, the reserves the Illinois State Reserve, the military, they should just come out, you know, help patrol. I mean, they don't have to be in their um, big uniforms. I mean, they can still wear their Kevlar and stuff, but, you know, just to let people know, just to keep us feeling safe and, you know, just stable. It's not like, uh, I mean, they can make a pretty protocol for that. But, you know, it would be good to have the extra set of eyes out there. Um there are extra cops, and I heard that they're going to be applying, uh, approving more overtime for some police officers for gang control, patrols and stuff like that, sorry. But I also heard, and I saw on DNA Info, which is Chicago neighborhoods, talking about Chicago, that supposedly in um, a neighborhood, there's a gang truce. You know, the thing is, it's cool. It's all right. You do have a truth. Good. That means, you know, more innocent people are going to be, you know, not so many innocent people are going to be shot. You know, but I don't know how long that's going to last. So I'm not really going to bank much on that. I think negotiating, getting the, these gangs to the table, around the table, um, I don't know. I, I've seen those happen before. But within a couple months, they're back at it again. So what we need is something that is lasting. We need some kind of leadership in this. We do need the pastors to get these people together so they can talk and find out what the heck they can do to stop killing each other and innocent people out there. Um, again... I do want to stress the legislation that they need to do regarding the um, gun laws. 
I want to stop talking about just gun laws, gun laws. Let's pass more gun laws. No. Let's get these illegal guns off the street. Change your mentality from guns themselves to the people who are shooting the guns. And how they are acquiring the guns that they're requiring, acquiring. I mean, geez, 4,200 since the beginning of the year. And that's old data, like I said. I don't know, but I think someone can figure this out. You know, you, you got to be able to trace these guts, you know? I mean, geez, like I said in the last podcast, they could track pawn shop items. Where'd you get this TV from? Where'd this PSA? You got to give an ID, you know? So they know where the stuff's going to. Just in case the cops walk in, here's who gave me the stuff. Let's go find them, find out where they got the stuff from. Blah, blah, blah. I think the same thing can apply with illegal guns. Okay? You know, I, I don't think it's too much. But um, I do want to mention that the when a person is shot, I don't know. It, I'm not going to say it happens for everyone, but it definitely happened to me. It, it took a mental and an emotional toll on me. I felt like a target anytime, anywhere, and I felt just so unsafe. I was afraid to look out the window whenever I would see a car that looked like the car that, you know, the guy with me was driving, or not with me, but the guy, when they rolled up on me, they shot me up. That kind of car, I would see a car like that, my heart would beat faster, and I would definitely, um just uh, get scared. I couldn't be outside after like four o'clock if it was winter. You know, it got dark really early. By the time it was getting dark, I had to be indoors. Couldn't go outside. I used to be scared walking from one car, a parked car in front of my house, right where I live, to the house inside my door. That's weird, isn't it? But it happened. It's a fact. Um... This stuff does affect people. I don't know if it's affect anyone else the way it does me. However, um, it has humbled me in, in certain ways. But I spent a lot of time um, thinking about that. You know, anytime I see a car driving fast, even now, if the car's driving fast, I gotta look at it. I need to see what it's doing. But you know, I'm working with myself my issues day by day and like I said it's still fresh it's a scab that's been there for a very long time but you know um I'm scratching it open again so we'll see what happens but the thing is my whole purpose for doing this is to talk to other people out there who may have gone through the same thing I have I would like to help you find help. If there's any way, if you've been shot, let me know. Contact me on my Facebook page. You know, it is called Chicago Gun Violence Survivors Speak Out. We have a profile picture that is half American flag, half the gay pride flag, the rainbow flag, and it says pray for Orlando hashtag. But um, that's my picture, so. 
Um, because of the fact that those people there, that's a whole other story. Um, the Orlando Pulse nightclub shooting. And I will address that eventually. Um, but many of us out there do need counseling. A lot of the times we just sit there and say, let's treat the wound, let's stop the bleeding, let's get it done, you know, whatever, patch them up, send them home. That's it. You're on your own after that. But none of these people are taking into consideration the real consequences of this. And those consequences turn us into prisoners, even though we were not the ones who perpetrated the violence. We were the ones who have to suffer in the prison that is located in our minds and in our emotions and in our physical limitations. Um, I am just also pissed off because 24 years after the fact, I was shot in my left leg. I have, I have a heel spur there. I have... Um, I get cramps in my leg a lot. I'm limited. Plantar fascia underneath my foot is hurting a lot. I have to stretch that sucker all the time. Um, my calves tighten up a lot. I'm just a mess when it comes to my legs. And I need to get these things taken care of before it's too late. I just know that if I don't address the problems going on with my physical limitations after being shot. When I'm older, I just may not be able to walk. I may be dependent on a wheelchair. I also want to let you know that I am going to be talking again to the government, addressing them. I would like to know what you think. I would like if you can comment on my podcast or on my blog posts, or even on Facebook posts. And let me know what you would like for me to talk about. One of the things I'm trying to do is to get a hold of someone out there who is shamelessly shooting innocent people, who's on the other side of the gun. Not the one who has the gun pointed at them, but the one pointing the gun. Eventually, I'm going to find someone like that. I think I know people like that. Hopefully they wouldn't be scared to talk if I promise them anonymity. Which, as you can see, this isn't a video. You can't see me, but you can hear me. Because, again, I want to, to protect our privacy. And, again, I want to thank you. And I hope you have a great day.